couple was having to stay out here in this barn with nothing to eat and all. Well, I'm just glad you call me, Grandpap. Just proud of a chance to help them. Yeah, this makes it seem more like Christmas to me, doing for somebody else. Why, sure. You know, you just can't do things to make others happy without making yourself happy at the same time. Trouble with a lot of us, we sort of lose the Christmas idea altogether. Think too much about ourselves. The real Christmas spirit is the happiness we get out of making others happy. Welcome to Country Road Detours, podcasting from the front porch of the South. Visit us at countryrooddetours.com. Hi, I'm Donnie Pitchford of Carthage, Texas, and it's my honor to be asked by Bob Longmire to talk a little bit about Lummond Abner. Lummond Abner was a radio program that was created in 1931 by two boyhood friends, Chester, better known as Chet Locke, and Norris, better known as Tuffy Golf. They were living in a little town called Mena, Arkansas, and performed locally just for laughs, and had a chance to audition on a Hot Springs, Arkansas radio station. They were a hit, and they basically ad-libbed imitations of some of the folks they had known there in western Arkansas. They were asked to come back every week, and before long, they had an opportunity to uh, audition in Chicago. And they went on the NBC radio network sponsored by the Quaker Oats Company. And they had quite a successful career on radio and in motion pictures from 1931 to 1954, after which their final motion picture was released around 1956. There's a very special broadcast that stands out at Christmas time. In 1933, they were working in Cleveland, Ohio, broadcasting their radio program, Lum and Abner, and they more or less had a basic idea of something they wanted to do for Christmas. And according to the story that Chet Locke told, they basically ad-libbed a Christmas story. And it went over so well with the listeners that it was requested to be repeated. And folks wanted a copy of the script. Actually, they hadn't written a script. So they had to listen to a recording that an engineer had made to uh, actually put it down on paper. But that program was so popular, they decided to repeat it in 1934, reenacting the script again on a live broadcast. They continued this every year in the 1930s, throughout the 1940s, until their final new broadcast, which would have been Christmas of 1953. And since then, many stations have rebroadcast uh, recordings of the famous Christmas show. And now you can find it on YouTube and many other places online, including the program you're about to hear. Bob wanted me to tell you a little about myself. For many years, I was an instructor at Carthage High School and taught broadcast journalism and video technology. When that career finished, I decided I wanted to do something that had been on my mind since I was five years old. I had always wanted to be a cartoonist. So I took two things that I love, cartooning and the old radio program Lum and Abner, and put them together. I got permission to do the authorized version of the Lum and Abner comic strip, and with each week's comic strip, we have an audio version, because I heard from some friends who happened to be blind, who were concerned about how they would be able to follow the new comic strips. 
So I started thinking, why don't we produce an audio version? I have some friends who are talented at acting and some in music and decided that we would try to produce every week a Lum and Abner comic strip adaptation in audio, complete with music, sound effects, and voices. We don't say that we are Lum and Abner or that we sound exactly like Lum and Abner and all their characters, but we do the best job we can to represent them and pay tribute to them. But I would like to invite you to check out the Lum and Abner comic strip. You may do so by visiting us online at lumandabnersociety.org. When you get to the splash page, you can select between the National Lum and Abner Society link or the link to the Lum and Abner comic strip. Once you get into the Lum and Abner comic strip, you'll be able to see the current strip. There are links for the previous week, links for that story to date because it is a continuing story. And you can also find links to stories from the past and see what Lum and Abner have been up to in the 21st century. So give us a visit, if you will, and I will be quite honored. And you can visit us on Facebook as well, Lum and Abner Comic Strip Group. There is also a Lum and Abner Radio Show Fan Club on Facebook. Plus, as I mentioned before, there's the website to the National Lum and Abner Society. Without further ado, this is the Lum and Abner Christmas episode transferred from the original 16-inch electrical transcription disc, their classic Christmas story. And now, let's listen in. Hey, Granny Zabner, I believe that's our ring. I don't get long, I believe you're right. I'll see Hello, jot him down, store. This is Lum and Abner. Christmas season, Lum and Abner and their sponsors wish that they might do something for you, their radio listeners, that would add still more pleasure and enjoyment to the occasion. With this thought in mind, your old Pine Ridge friends are repeating their traditional Christmas show. Like the narrative of the nativity itself, Lum and Abner's Christmas story has become more beautiful and meaningful with the passing of the years. It was in 1933 that they first told this simple legend of a humble event that took place here in America in Pine Ridge, a tale which reflects Bethlehem's wondrous miracle. And now, once more, we invite you to listen to Lum and Abner's Christmas Story. As we look in on the little community of Pine Ridge today, a picture of complete peace and contentment greets our eyes. It's a clear, still evening this Christmas-tide night, and the whole countryside is wrapped in a clean, white blanket of snow which has fallen rather heavily all day long. Here and there on the deserted streets, we see an occasional home where the lights of a Christmas tree in the front window still twinkle in the dark of the night. And as we pass through town and come to the outskirts, we catch up with three old fellows trudging along through the snow on the road which leads from Pine Ridge 
out into the countryside. Getting closer, we see there are Lung, Abner, and Grandpappy Spears. And as we join them, we find that they're on a real Christmas mission. Listen. You're sure we're headed right now, are you, Grandpap? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this is the way, Abner. Doc Miller rode his horse over here. You see his tracks there in the snow. Well, it must be the old Gaddis place, then. Yeah, that's just about where it's at, all right. There ain't nothing but the barn left over there, though. That house burnt down two or three years ago. Yeah, Doc says it's due east from that road where we turned off. Due east? Yeah, which way is east? I ain't paid no attention to the direction. Wait a minute, whereabouts is the east star? There it is, right ahead of us. We're going right, men. Don't worry about that. Yeah, we can just follow the east star. Yeah, that ought to lead us to it, all right. How'd you find out about these folks, Grandpap? Well, Doc Miller and his woman at dinner over at our place, and we were sitting there visiting after we got done eating, and the telephone rung and told Doc to get right over here. Well, who done the calling? Oh... Some feller named Joe something another. Forget what he did call his name. He had went over to some neighbor's house to call. Said they'd been into the county seat to pay their taxes and weren't no room at the hotel, so they come out here to this old barn to spend the night. Well, this ain't fitting weather to have to stay out in the barn. And they said they were sort of expecting the baby to be born tonight, huh? Yeah, that's the reason they called Doc Miller. <laughs> What's the matter, Abner? That dope is my arms is getting tired here, fellas. Well, here, let me carry them blankets a while, and you can carry this oil heater. Hey. Is that box of groceries getting heavy, Grandpap? No, I'm all right. Ought to be there directly anyhow. This snow sure tires a body out walking through it, you know it. Yeah, well, maybe we're walking a little too fast for you, Abner. Here, you take the lantern, too. Oh. Yes, sir, it's mighty thought of you fellers to come over here at night this way. I sort of hated to call you to get out on Christmas, but after Doc left, uh, me and the woman got to talking about how pitiful it was that that couple was having to stay out here in this barn with nothing to eat and all. Well, I'm just glad you called me, Grandpap. Just proud of a chance to help them. Yeah, this makes it seem more like Christmas to me, doing for somebody else. Why, sure. You know, you just can't do things to make others happy without making yourself happy at the same time. Trouble with a lot of us, we sort of lose the Christmas idea altogether. Think too much about ourselves. The real Christmas spirit is the happiness we get out of making others happy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There we was now, just sitting there at home. Thought we was enjoying ourselves. And these folks out here spending Christmas in an old barn this way. You know, there just wouldn't have been no Christmas to it if you hadn't have called us up, Grandpa. Yeah, well, I knowed I could depend on you fellers. Now, if it's the old Gaddis place, we ought to be able to see it from the top of this hill here. Wait a minute, I believe that's the barn yonder, ain't it? Yep, yep, that's where they're at. Well, that's due east from where we was at, all right, for... There's the East Star right over the top of the barn there. Yeah, yeah, there's Doc's horse tied to the fence there. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the place. See the light shining through the cracks in the walls. Yeah. Yeah, sir, it's just a shame that them folks never let some of us know they needed a place to stay. 
We've got plenty of room over at the place, and we've just been plumb glad to have them. Well, this man that called Doc said they was looking for a place to stay and seen this barn weren't being used, so they just put up there for the night. Well, uh, whereabouts do they live, Grandpap, uh, did he say? Yeah, yeah, they're from over about Pleasant Valley Summers. Pleasant Valley? Yeah, he told Doc he never had no cash money, taking every nickel he had to pay his taxes, but said if he'd make the call, he'd work it out quick as he could. <laughs> Well, old Doc never refused a call in his life, I don't reckon. No, no. I've knowed him to get up in the dead of night in the worst kind of weather to go call on the sick when he knowed before he went that he would never get no pay for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what we'd do without old Doc here in this community. Fosty some that says his methods is a little old-fashioned. I grannies I'll take my chances with him every time. Yeah, he's pulled me through the shatters time and again. Yeah, I've always said that Doc never practiced medicine for what money he got out of it as much as he does for the good that he can be to his feller man. No, sir, if there ever was a man that's got a preserve seat in the better world, it's old Doc Miller. Yeah, yeah. We better not be talking too loud, fellers. Now, we don't want to disturb them none. Oh, no, no, let's all be as quiet as we can here. Now, we got to let Doc know we're here some way or other. I reckon it won't hurt nothing to tap on the door sort of gentle. No, no. Go ahead, Lon. They'll be needing this oil stove in there. I don't hear a sound in there. I don't believe you knock quite loud enough, Lon. Maybe they never heard you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here comes somebody to the door. Oh. Well, howdy, Doc. Oh, hello there. Well, what are you three old codgers doing out here this time of the night? Why, we just got to thinking after you left, Doc, these folks might be needing something. Yeah, uh, Doc, we brung a oil stove and some bed kivers. And... and here's a box of groceries. Well, now, they're sure needing them. Haven't got any heat of any kind in there. Using what little hay was left for a bed, I took and piled it all up in the manger and... Made a pretty good bed, but now these covers will just come in awful handy. How's the lady, Doc? Oh, getting along as well as could be expected, Lum. I'll take these things on in and have her husband light this heater and warm that place up a little. Uh, you men had better stay out here for a while. Yeah, sure, sure. You, you go ahead, Doc. We'll wait out here. If there's anything we can do, Doc, just let us know. Yes, all right, thank you. Uh, oh, Doc, uh, what kind of work does this feller do? Oh, uh, he said a while ago that he was a carpenter by trade, Long. Said he'd been out of work for quite a while, though. Well, here, I'd better get back inside here. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Said he was a carpenter, huh? Yeah. I'm just thinking. We've been talking about building that loading platform at the back door of the store, Abner, and I think it'd be a pretty good idea to get this feller to help us. Yeah, that's a good idea, Long. Might get him to do a little fixing up in the store there, too, while he's at it. Well, he'll want to be nice wife and baby for a few days now. Oh, sure, sure. Quickie, the doc thinks it's safe for him to be moved. I'm going to insist on him coming right over there at our place and staying. Yeah, that'd be the best place in the world for him, Grandpap. 
That woman of yours, Aunt Charity, could take care of them better than anybody I know. Yeah, yeah she'd get a sight of enjoyment out of looking after the baby. <laughs> Just loves children. Oh, yeah. That woman of yours, Grandpap, has mothered every youngin' in the whole community. <laughs> That's right. Just thinking here. Here we are, three old codgers, getting along in years, standing around out here waiting. Waiting for a little baby to be born. It's sort of like as if we was waiting for somebody to take our place. Well, of course, we don't like to talk about such things, but we've about sorrowed our time, I reckon. Yeah, won't be long before we'll have to move on. Be somebody else to take our place. Yeah, yeah, they'll soon forget about us. It's sort of like the years. There's been a lot of things happen, but they'll soon be for God. There's been lots of joys and happiness. On the other hand, there's been lots of heartaches, lots of blasted hopes. But there's a new year coming. We'll all get to start all over again. And we're sort of like the years, us three old fellas. Well, it's just like I've always said. Wait, wait a minute. Please, somebody coming to the door. Oh, maybe it's Doc. Uh, any news yet, Doc? Well, men, it's a fine baby boy. And so it came to pass that a little child was born on December 25th in an old barn in the countryside near the peaceful little community of Pine Ridge. Friends, we hope you've enjoyed this, Laman Abner's traditional Christmas story. Thanks for stopping by Country Road Detours. 